When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. So let's say you're walking down the road and there's nobody around. It's just like an empty road and you're walking and all of a sudden you look down and you see a fresh $20 bill laying on the floor. Or no, no, no. Let's say it's a $100 bill. It's just laying there. Nobody's around to claim it but you. What do you do? Do you pick it up or do you just keep walking? I'm going to tell you that I'm going to pick it up. (laughs) If nobody's around, I'm looking down. I'm picking up that $100 bill. I'm putting it in my wallet and I'm going to do something good with it. And that's really what being smart with your money is about. Not, of course, roaming around all the streets in your town looking for money laying on the ground, but being smart with the money you have. And today we're talking about a really cool subject that most people think is not cool. Most people think this is a terrible subject. Like, Shauna, why are you even doing a podcast on this subject? But it's the same thing of 
walking past money and leaving it on the floor. Even worse, walking past money that you've made and leaving it on the floor. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking celebrities who left millions on the table without a will and why you need one too. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So we focus a lot on Ask Shauna questions to start out the podcast, but I wanted to give you a little Millennial Money friend of the week. I'm going to start highlighting some of the reviews that you leave on iTunes and other podcast apps and also the reviews that you send in to me so that I can highlight you because you're the whole reason that this podcast exists. You're the whole reason that I keep podcasting about these subjects It's all because of you. It's not because of me. I'm just here for you. So I love hanging out with you and I love bringing you new ideas and and having fun with you. I wish we could hang out in like a cooler way. We could actually hang out in person and not just over your podcast app on your drive to work or while you're on the train or maybe while you're trying to not do something that you should be doing. I love hanging out with you that way as well. Don't get me wrong, but it'd be super cool if we could actually just like hang out together. So today I wanted to highlight the Millennial Money Friend of the Week. I got a great email in from Kevin and Kevin said, hey, Shauna, just wanted to drop a quick line to say that I'm a big fan of the podcast. Your last episode, the top 10 money mistakes I've made couldn't have come at a better time. I've been going through a rough patch recently, mostly tied to my career job and possibly changing industries completely, advertising to nursing. I really appreciate your honesty and openness of your struggles with anxiety and depression as I'm currently going through a rough patch myself. It really helps know I'm not alone and that there are people out there that have gone through similar experiences, if not worse circumstances, and have made it out on the other side. I think the two points that really resonated with me from the episode was not letting your number define who you are as a person and forgiving yourself for the mistakes you've made. It's something I struggle with that I hope to improve on. Keep up the good work and I look forward to your content. That's awesome, Kevin. I love hearing that. I wanted to do that episode because it's just something that is always on my heart of really trying to let you know that everybody makes mistakes. There is not one person in this whole wide world that has not made a money mistake and probably hasn't made that money mistake over and over and over again. It's just human nature. It's it's the part of dealing with money that makes this so fascinating to me. And it's, it's the thing that we don't talk about a lot, but it's that human component with money. And as I say so many times to you, I can give you all the tools in the toolkit But unless your brain can wrap around money and and can really connect to the vision that you have for your life and like why you're doing all this stuff anyway, it's not going to work. It just, it's just not going to work. And I really don't have any other way uh, to say that. And I just want to share with you and be open and honest with the stuff that I've gone through and the stuff that I've seen other people go through because I think it helps 
bring some sort of awareness to your own situation, hopefully it makes you feel like you're certainly not alone (laughs) because I've been there and maybe I've been through worse. Maybe you've been through worse. I don't know. It's not a comparison contest, but we've both been through stuff. So I like that we can connect on that. And, you know, I want to be honest with you and share, yeah, I've been through anxiety and depression and good times and bad times and backwards and forwards and upside down and not known what I was doing. And I've just been through it all. But, you know, the more that I've spent time talking to people, the more that I spent time in this career, the more I've realized how alike we all are. I don't care what your skin color is, what your background is. I don't care how much money is in your bank account or is not in your bank account. At the core, we're so much more alike. And I think particularly if I can bring some inspiration and some motivation to you on this podcast, and I can help you feel like there's a place where you can come to every Tuesday and Friday and you can connect and you can feel that in your own life, there's just absolutely nothing that brings me more joy that that is actually resonating with you because it's the whole reason why, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, I started to just do, you know, money tips and tricks. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's so much more uh, about me. There's so much more to money than just the tips and the tricks. And of course, all that stuff is, it's really important and it's great to know strategies. And it's, I mean, you got to know what you're doing with your money, but there's also that human part that we just need to sit around and talk about. We just need to have open communication about, and we need to feel like, I don't know, like it's just going to all be okay. And so, you know, I love Kevin that you sent that in. It it really, um, it, it made me feel great that the message that I was trying to portray in that episode actually did get across. And if, if I can encourage you or anybody who's feeling the same way, it's just knowing that life is going to throw so many things at you, so many things that you haven't planned for, And it's not going to feel fair at times. And other times it's going to feel exuberant and amazing and wonderful and like the best life. Like you are living your best life ever. But not every day is like that. And most days are filled with the same stuff. You get up, you do the same thing every day over and over again. And you're just trying to feel, I don't know, like extra special or or like you matter or, you know, I... I wake up every day and I'm like, gosh, is today, is today going to be a great day? Is today a day where I'm going to feel inspired? And then, you know, a couple of years ago, I realized like, hey, it's not up to the day to decide that for me. It's up for me to decide. And I, I know that sounds really like, I don't know, airy fairy, but it's true. And, and, you know, when I could really learn how to trick my mindset, particularly around money, particularly around career, and maybe around things that I just didn't feel really happy about, it didn't change the situation. The situation was still the situation, but I felt better. And when I felt better, I could make better decisions. And when I can make better decisions, things started happening. And so it was like this weird domino effect that I realized, oh, wait a second, I'm actually sort of in charge of this domino effect. And so I need to like put on my big girl pants And I need to wake up every morning and I need to do whatever I need to do. If it's mantras or reading something, maybe you're religious, maybe you like working out. I don't care what it is. It's just something to center yourself and help remember that this life thing, this is just a journey. 
it's not about the the new job. It's not about getting to the million bucks in your retirement account. It's not about all that stuff. It's just about the journey, about you becoming a better person every day and hopefully, you know, feeling inspired and then you can inspire other people to do the same. So that was a really long-winded response to your email, Kevin, but I I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who feels like sometimes they look at their bank account and their bank account determines their day. And I was stuck in that place for so long. I cannot even tell you just how I felt sometimes when I would look at an ATM receipt. It just, it made me feel so crappy that it defined the whole day. And it was the most ridiculous thing ever. It's just a number on a paper. It doesn't really say anything about me. It doesn't say whether I'm worthy or not worthy. It's just a number. So I encourage you today, no matter what numbers in your bank account, maybe it's a super amazing, awesome number. Maybe it's not so super amazing, awesome, but it doesn't really have anything to do with you. It does. You know what I mean? But it doesn't define who you are. It doesn't say whether you're a good person or not person. It doesn't say whether you're a badass or not. It doesn't say any of that stuff. It's just the number on the paper. And the number's going to change. It's going to change in an hour. It's going to change in 15 minutes. It's going to change tomorrow. It's going to change a month from now. Whatever it is, that that number's going to change. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. And, you know, those are the things that we know in life. And hopefully you can figure out how to motivate yourself to create a mindset around money that lets you thrive and you can feel empowered in any situation you're in. The good ones, the bad ones, and everything in between. For some reason, I think I just need to get that out today. (laughs) So I'm so happy that that you listened. I was so excited to do this podcast episode. And, you know, whenever I talk about a will... For some reason, most people like to put their fingers in the air and, you know, completely shut down. And I get it. I totally get it. But as I said in the intro, not having a will is like the same thing as walking past, not just $100 laying on the ground, but lots of money laying on the ground. But not for you, because you're not here, right? (laughs) hate to be morbid, but that's the truth. You're not here. But it's for your loved ones, it's for the charities you love, it's for all of those people in your life that could potentially benefit once you're not here anymore, depending on what, you know, your finances look like. But you don't have to be quote unquote wealthy for it to matter. And that's the point I really want you to understand. You work really hard. I don't care what that number is, your bank account. You work really hard to make money. Really, really hard. I know I do and I know you do as well. And so the point is, why would you just leave it on the floor if you could do something that maybe cost you less than $100 to secure it? It just seems irrational to me that you wouldn't at least think about it. So most celebrities, right? They don't plan for dying. Nobody really wants to plan for dying. That's just not a fun topic. (laughs) It doesn't make us feel warm and fuzzy. We saw recently with Aretha Franklin that she did not have a will or a trust. 
And she had an estate of $80 million that she left in financial jeopardy. That's a lot of $100 bills laying on the floor, right? $80 million. If I had $80 million in the bank account, I would be securing that $80 million because I could do a lot of things with that money. And, you know, I don't know, to each their own, I guess, but her four sons, she had four sons, they filed a document with the Oakland County Probate Court in Michigan that lists them as interested parties in her estate. So they're her sons. They have to file a court procedure saying that they're interested in her estate. A niece also asked the court to appoint her as a personal representative of the estate, but it will be a mess all because she didn't take time to set her finances up right. And by mess, I mean many, many years, and I mean expensive, and I mean probably a lot of that $80 million in her estate will not go to the people that want that, like her sons who are probably betting on having that money, as most kids of extremely wealthy people do, is they just assume that there's some sort of will and trust and that when that person passes, they're going to get an inheritance. I There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing greedy with that. It's just, you know, what happens, but who knows what they're going to get or when they're going to get it, right? But she's not alone. There are so many celebrities who were wealthy and chose not to set up a will or a trust, which is just, I think, a dangerous financial mistake because you worked, again, so hard for that money and you're just like throwing it out the window, potentially, Every situation is different. So let's talk about some of those celebrities. Prince, remember he died a few years ago. I was actually in New York City the day he died. It was really crazy. And we had gone down to dinner in Harlem and we passed the Apollo Theater. And it was just this whole great kind of love circle, if you will, for Prince. It was just a great moment. But he was only 57 years old. And the court filing suggested that Prince's estate is worth about $200 million. So we're going north now, right? Than Aretha Franklin. But maybe even more, depending on the value of his musical legacy and a lot of those unreleased recordings that he had. Though the federal and state taxes are expected to consume about half of that value. So he didn't do a lot of the estate planning techniques that when you have that type of money you should do. He's still going to obviously lose some money to taxes and uh, I'm not going to get into all those details, but a lot of that money is going to vaporize, but he didn't have a will. And so it's, it's left people, his relatives kind of fighting over this because obviously with Prince, much like Aretha Franklin, as they go through, you know, years after their death, there's potentially going to be more and more, uh, I don't know, catalog releases or different, you know, the families, the states, they find ways to make money off people. Just look at like Elvis. I mean, Elvis was way more uh, wealthy, if you will, after he died than when he was alive. It's just kind of crazy. Remember Amy Winehouse? She died at 27. That is super young. Her estate totaled $4.66 million after debts and taxes. And her ex-husband did not receive anything because there was no will, there was no trust. Um, Now, she was overseas in England, but still the person that maybe she wanted to receive money didn't actually get anything. Here's an interesting one. Remember Bob Marley? He died at 36. For some reason, I didn't remember that he died that young. But listen to this. 30 plus years after Marley's death, 
30 plus years, his heirs were still battling the singer's estate in court. He died of cancer in 1981. He left no will, and under Jamaican law, his estate was be divided among his wife and 11 children. So that uh, estate is going to get down to not a lot of money by the time that was all divided. Here's another interesting one. I love this. Abraham Lincoln. Okay, Abraham Lincoln. He was assassinated in 1865. He had an $85,000 estate, which was like millions and millions of dollars in today's dollars, and he didn't have a will. Abraham Lincoln, how could he not have a will? Hello? Heath Ledger, remember him? He died in 2008 without a will. He had a daughter, and there was a lot of uproar as to whether the daughter would actually receive anything because he hadn't set up his estate properly, and you know his family was assuring the daughter that she was going to receive something that it, you know, she wasn't going to get X out of this. But the point is that this all creates a lot of confusion. And according to a caring.com survey, more than half of Americans do not have a will or a living trust. They don't. So why do so many people neglect having a will? I mean, is it that we don't like to think about it? Is it that we don't know how it works? Is it just we don't want to deal with that or we don't even care because it doesn't have any, it doesn't affect us because if we're not here anymore, who cares what the people after us have to deal with? Why do people wait to set up a will and trust? Do you have one? Why or why not? There's so many things to think about, but I think when you look at it in the context of even celebrities who you would think would have financial advisors and lawyers and all these people, and maybe they do, telling them these important decisions that they need to make, these really smart money moves they need to make with the money that they have because they worked so hard to get that amount of money. But either they didn't listen or they didn't think it was important or they didn't care or they didn't have time. I don't know what the reasons are. It's probably different for everyone. But if celebrities are leaving millions on the table, that's crazy, right? So let's not be like the celebrities. Let's not walk past, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially that you've earned over your lifetime just laying on the street. Let's not walk past it. Let's make sure that we pick it up and we put it someplace could. So we've talked a little bit about how much I actually loved college. <laughs> I got my undergrad degree in arts management at Indiana University and then went on to get an MBA at Pepperdine University and honestly could do the whole thing all over again. But I really wish that Chegg study was around when I was in college because there were so many times that I seriously needed some study assistance. <laughs> Hello, like all my law classes were so super hard for me and I just needed major study help and there really wasn't anything I could turn to to pass the class. So what is Chegg, you ask? Well, Chegg is a leader in online study assistance. Whether you need textbook solutions or expert Q&A, there is no better tool to help you ace any class than Chegg. And Chegg actually believes in affordable solutions. Getting online study assistance should just never break the bank, and you can get more for your money with Chegg Study. Solutions cover subjects as diverse as accounting, biology, calculus, and mechanical engineering. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind already, but they've got it covered. Need help with some tough problems right away? You simply use the Chegg Study app to take a quick picture of the problems not covered in your textbook, submit it instantly to Chegg's experts, and you can answer back in as little as two hours. 
It's time to get your study on. For $5 off your first month subscription, go to check.com slash mymoney and use promo code mymoney. That's C-H-E-G-G dot com slash mymoney, promo code mymoney. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book. Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. So what do you need to know? Well, basically, you don't have to be rich or famous to put an estate in place. And an estate, it's just this really lofty word that can confuse people a lot of times but it just refers to the stuff you own, your financial accounts, your real estate, your possessions. It's your stuff. It's the stuff that you've got. And I want you to just look around right now. Not if you're driving. Please don't look around. <laughs> that could be really hazardous. But if you're, if you're sitting down in your house, look around at the stuff you've got. What do you see? What have you spent your money on? All of that stuff is valuable. It is part of your estate. You have an estate whether you know about it or not. Because you have spent money buying stuff. That stuff makes up your estate. Got it? If you're putting money in a 401k or an IRA or a Roth, that's part of your estate. You have money in an estate. So don't let the word kind of throw you off. It's just this big kind of crazy legal word to describe the stuff that you've got. If you answer yes, if you got stuff, and I think you got stuff, then guess what? You should probably have a will. Why? Because one, you want to control who gets your stuff, not the courts. You want to say, hey, I want to leave my crazy collection of, I'm going to make 
this up. Let's say I'm a pie lover and I have this crazy collection of pie cookbooks. Like I have spent so long collecting these pie cookbooks and there is only one person that I want these pie cookbooks to go to. So I'm going to write that in my will. Maybe you have, I don't know, some other crazy baking fetish. (laughs) Whatever it is, you get where I'm going. You got stuff and you want to decide where that stuff goes and who actually gets that stuff. And that's what a will lets you do. Also, you don't want your assets, aka your money, hung up in probate, which is just this court process that can take forever and strip your assets. Think about Bob Marley. 30 plus years in court. That's ridiculous. A lot of celebrities who have big estates, who don't have wills, it's held up in court for a really, really long time period. The attorneys are getting wealthy, but you're not getting wealthy. And more importantly, you're not, it sounds terrible to say, but you're not getting the stuff that the person who passed away maybe wanted you to get. It's not a greed thing. Again, it's just being smart with your money. You also want to decide who gets your kids. If you have kids, if you just become a parent, you need to select a guardian for your kids because you do not want the state, trust me, to decide who's going to get your kids. You want to be able to make those decisions. You also might want to make gifts to charity. Maybe there's a charitable cause that you're really, really passionate about and you want to make sure that some of your money or some of your stuff goes to that particular charity. You also, this is a fun one, maybe you also want to disinherit some relatives. Yes, you can do this in your will. You can say, hey, um, sorry, Uncle Bob, I really like you, but guess what? You're not getting that pie cookbook collection. So you can do this. You can disinherit some relatives who normally in probate court process would probably get that pie collection cookbook. You can disinherit people. It can be really anybody who's a relative. And the cool part is they don't need to know about it while you're alive. (laughs) Put it in your will. You're not here. What do you care, right? What do you care if they get upset? It's basically a will is your voice. It becomes you in paper form saying how you want your stuff to be handled. And the main reason is you don't know when you're going to die. I mean, sorry, but it's true. You don't know. Are you going to be 27, 67, 47, 87, 97? I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to die. So we don't get to know that stuff in life. So it's important to take these steps, even when you're young, when you're thinking like, I don't even have anything. Well, you do have something, you do have stuff. And so, you know, this is another reason why you should, you should think about it. And wealth has nothing to do with creating a will. I'm going to say that a million times in this episode, because I'm hoping that, you know, by the power of repetition, one of these times it's going to sink in. And by the way, I mean, what does wealthy mean anyway? What does it mean to you? That's the problem. We all have our own definition of what wealthy means. So what it means to me is not necessarily what it means to you. But there are some things you need to know about a will. Creating a will can be really easy and it doesn't cost a lot of money. Hallelujah. I, honestly, I swear to you, it does not cost a lot of money. If you go with a lawyer, if you choose a lawyer, yes, it could potentially cost you 
I don't know, 500 to $1,000, absolutely. But you don't have to spend that much. There are sites like willing.com where it's $69. Seriously, that's like couch change to set up a will. You got LegalZoom, you got Tomorrow. Even the online uh, life insurance company Haven Life, they now offer a service with each policy where you can set up your own will and trust. It's an amazing benefit. I'm gonna have a link to all of these in the show notes. So if you're curious, go over to the show notes click through and get something set up, you can spend less than $100, less than $100 to get this in place. Again, it's just a smart money move. So when you do set one up, you're going to have to choose somebody called an executor. And this is basically just the person that has a lot to do with your estate. They're going to do a lot of the paperwork stuff. So you want to make sure that you pick your person carefully and with some thought. Please, just name your high school bestie because you want to get on their good side. Pick someone that you you really, really trust because what does the executor do? Well, I thought you would never ask. They do things like liquidating accounts. They ensure that all your money and assets go to the proper beneficiaries. They pay off any debts that aren't discharged, like maybe you owe taxes to the IRS, something like that. And they even sell your home. Uh, There are so many different duties that this person could have. So it's important that you pick somebody, again, that you trust and that's got your back and that'll just do a good job. I don't really know any other way to put it. There's really not a fancy way to spin this, but you know, it's somebody that's just going to look out for you. And here's a side note. Even if you don't have a will and you're like, Shauna, I don't care what you're saying to me right now. I'm not going to do this. I want you to make sure that your beneficiaries are on the up and up on everything you do have. So that means your life insurance policies. That means your 401k or other retirement accounts, even accounts that are called pay on death accounts, like your bank and savings accounts, investment accounts, anything where you've had to name a beneficiary or where you could name a beneficiary. I want to make sure that you double check those beneficiaries and that you make sure that it's the person that you want it to be because I have dealt with so many different stories, particularly a lot of young people who named their boyfriend or girlfriend as their beneficiary, they were no longer with that person, something unfortunate happened, they passed away, and that boyfriend or girlfriend got what was ever in that account. (laughs) Great for the boyfriend-girlfriend, not great for you because you actually broke up with that person, it was a terrible breakup, they did it over text, you hated that they did it, then they went out and told your friends that actually you were the one who broke up, and they spread all these, okay, we won't go there, but you know what I mean. (laughs) And also, Create a master list of your accounts. Any password, login information that you have, give it to the person that you named as the executor. It's really important. Make it a Google Doc, password protect it, whatever you want to do so that you can update it as things change because, I mean, as we all know, there's so many passwords and logins and I have a list of like a hundred of them. It's really ridiculous. But can you imagine someone trying to sort out all of your stuff without the passwords and logins? It would be crazy. It would be ridiculous. I I basically had to do that when I got divorced and the other person didn't pass away, but I guess it was essentially like a death. And I had to recreate all the passwords and logins and figure them out and try to think, what would he have named as a password or login? And it was just, it was mind bending. It was, it took many, many bottles of wine and... (laughs) far too much chocolate to figure that all out. So I don't want you in that situation. 
But I want you to make sure that you you change things in your will as your life changes. You start a new family, you get married, you get divorced, whatever it may be. It's really important that you update your will as often as your life changes. These big changes, not small changes, but if you're adding big assets, uh, maybe you bought a house, maybe you maybe you ramped up your pie cookbook collection. I don't know. I'm not judging here. Whatever it is, big changes, you want to make sure that you update that often on your will because, again, things change in life and it's also really common for somebody to have a will but to pass away unexpectedly and it's not updated. So there are a ton of things that are actually left off the will and essentially you're kind of creating the same mess as somebody who didn't have a will. So I definitely don't want you to be in that position. But If you've got a money goal list for this year, which I hope you do, I want you to add getting a will to the list. I don't care how young you are. It's the GPS system for all your money and stuff if something were to happen to you so your relatives don't have to pull their hair out. Oh, and because you worked hard for all this stuff, you don't want it to just fall on the floor. You don't want it to be hung up in a court process. You don't want any of that negativity around your stuff. You just want to know, look, I've made the smart money moves that I need to make while I'm here on this earth, while I'm working hard so that my family, my relatives, nobody has to worry about this stuff because I've done it. Yeah, I know maybe a hundred bucks for you is a lot of money. Maybe you have to like not go out to dinner this month, Ah, but who cares? You've checked like a major thing off your money list. And I think that's really, really important because I just feel like a broken record on this episode. So I'm sorry if you're getting frustrated with me, but let's go back to the celebrities. Let's go back to Aretha Franklin and the $80 million. Can you imagine? What if you worked hard? What if you started a business? What if you are you know, a singer or performer, whatever it may be, and you had an $80 million estate. That's a lot of money. And to be fighting out in court for years and years with the attorneys being the only one who are getting wealthy, it's just a shame. It's just really a shame because I feel like money just kind of, I don't know, just kind of vaporizes then. And it's not something that I want for you. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Millennial Money. I'll be back on Tuesday with a fresh episode for you to check out. In the meantime, if you love this podcast, love this episode, and have found value in the content we share with you, I totally appreciate it if you do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I promise to be your BFF for life. (laughs) 